This is Bill Kennedy with the Art and Labs podcast, and today our special guest is John Reese, all the way from Michigan. How you doing, John? I am doing fantastic. Yes, I'm in Michigan. It's cold. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on, too, because um, the few times we've talked, I, I feel like you've had a really interesting um, career so far, and we're going to explore all of that, but... Uh, and, and other things, obviously. But before we go too deep, give everybody your two-minute kind of elevator speech on um, what you're doing now in tech, who you are, what you're doing. So currently, I am a, I'm an engineer at Ubico. I'm on their enterprise services team. So little to, to no work on the actual YubiKey itself. Um, the tech that goes into that is way above my pay raise and expertise. Um, so the team that I'm on is focusing more on enabling enterprises to, to be able to adopt hardware-based authentication for their organization. Um, because there are some some challenges with that. I mean, the the YubiKey right now and forever is a is a physical device. So if you want to mandate that all your employees have to use a YubiKey for authoring their devices, you have to buy one for them. You have to ship it to them. You have to register the key to their accounts. There's a lot of logistics in that. And the second challenge is they're we're all human like we're, we're bound to lose them um i lose my keys three plus times a day um and when that happens with a YubiKey, you have to deprovision it you have to change out the key there's a lot of things that go on with the enterprise we have a thousand thousand employees so team i'm on tries to make that a breeze um beyond that i'm also heavily involved in the open source I do a lot of work with um, the Open Policy Agent organization. Uh, currently, the, the two biggest projects that I'm working on now are uh, Constraint and Comtest. Constraint helps you manage Rego policies and working with OPA's Gatekeeper. And then Comtest is another tool that, that lets you uh, test configuration data through, through Rego and, and through policies. Within, a, within the scope of an hour, we're going to get back there because I already have some questions about <laughs> some of the stuff you're doing there. But... The way we, we, we tend to like to start this show is asking our guests to kind of go back into the uh, time machine and give me the first memories that you have um, working with a computer. Well, one of your first memories, and if you can kind of give me a general sense of how old you were, and if you don't mind some okay. dates, it just really helps. It helps give people a time frame of what computing was even like then. So let's see, the... The, the first the first memories that always come to mind with with computing was definitely sitting um, sitting in our family room with a computer um, it was it was windows 95 um, and I would have been um, I remember things by grades I know this was like second or third grade which is what like seven years eight years old yeah seven eight somewhere somewhere around there um, and there was um, there was like a there was like a mouse trap game where you had to like fetch the cheese, um, and there was just a lot of other games that I would, I would screw around with. And there was this um, this chat room that I was somehow allowed to go on called uh, Microsoft Comic Chat, um, and I was like always the the tiki man. Um, but it was it was a chat room where you would chat and your characters were little uh, little comic strips. Um, I don't think that's a thing anymore, but. Uh, that's definitely one of the one of the the memories that really stick with me for for some for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> was this like? Were you talking to? You must have been talking to kids your own age, or your 
don't think your parents would have been. I, I don't. I mean, it was one of those. Like, it was the internet. I mean, it was it was relatively. I mean, it's, well, I guess the internet as we know it was relatively newish. So I, I didn't know their ages. Um, I mean, definitely one of the the younger kids on the on the internets at that time. But uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was filtered. I'm sure it was fine. I mean, I'm, I'm alive today, so it all worked out. How sad is it that we have to say I'm alive today, right? Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, that's horrible. Though I will attribute TV to a lot of problems because I'm watching The Blacklist right now and the oh, crazy things show. that go on. It's an amazing show, right? But so good. some of the things that the writers have thought about in the show scare me. It's almost like, why did that even pop into your head, you know? All right, so your first early, or really early memories, you're like second, you know, second grade, around eight years old. You have, you have siblings? Are you competing with that computer in your house? Or is that something that you have more access to than others? I do have siblings, or a sibling, but, but no competition. So I have, I have one older brother. He's 12 years older than I am. Uh, technically a half brother um, from uh, my his dad and my my mom had like separated so on my mom's side but by this time like he's he's would have been 20 21 at this time so he's off in his own house doing his own thing um he is also very into into computers but i get the, i get the machine all to myself when's your first memory of actually writing any code and was it on that computer or was it somewhere else oh no it was it was definitely that one that's why i can't I can't remember like how I got into it. I've always just attributed it to my brother because he did he did do a lot of like web hosting on the side. Um, he did random hardware computer work, but the the first memory that I always have when it comes to programming was actually making making websites with with a program called Netscape Composer. Um, way way back in the day, it was a WYSIWYG editor. What you see is what you get, and that was like my jam for um for the first like year or so before i got into the the more advanced things but i i remember just making the most random things like we would do um freddy the carnivorous frog um i would had multiple <laughs> iterations i had multiple iterations of, of john's world i think i made that website like three different times because i would come back to it learn something new um, and yeah, you just, you post it on angel fire, you post it on GeoCities, and then just for the whole world, you know, you, maybe you'd put some information out there that you weren't supposed to, but that's just how the world worked back then. Um, but yeah, and <laughs> John's world. How old are you? Are you, are you now a teenager? You must've been a teenager at this point. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. This, yeah. This was still like, like third, third, fourth, fourth grade ish. You're publishing websites in fourth grade called John's Oh yeah. World, oh yeah. Putting- Yes. Um, Where are your parents at this point? They're in the house, but yeah, I mean... First of all, how do you even know how to do that? Your, your <laughs> brother's showing you how to do this? It had to have been. That's what I, was I don't remember how I got in front of it, but I, I remember Netscape Composer. I remember making these websites. I remember pushing it out there. Um, I remember being really frustrated with how to create hyperlinks. Um, because it was it, one page is simple, right? It's one file. You, you add some, you, you drag and drop an image. You hit save. You hit publish or whatever, and it's just there. Hyperlinks are a whole new beast. You have to have another file. You have to somehow link those files together. I mean, I probably spent like a weekend, week, some uncountable amount of time trying to get this hyperlink to work. Um, but after I got that, I it was just like this is what. Like, I need to keep on doing this. Dude, okay. Look, you're like nine, ten years old, and you're already doing 
things that I don't know. Maybe you got a 14-year-old doing at this point. So you, you're already like seven years ahead of the curve here. So oh, yeah. what happens between now and like before you even start high school? Are you Did you lose an interest in this at all? Or uh, it, definitely, it definitely progresses. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah. So if we, if we keep pushing forward in time, um, the, uh, the next memory that, that I will, I'll never forget related to computing was definitely a sixth grade typing class. Cause like before this, we, we had no computer classes. It was just the first one that we actually had was a typing class. And the teacher gave me so much crap because even to this day, I type with two fingers, but I'm a very good two finger typist. Um, we're talking like 80, 90 words per minute flex. Um, and, but she always was like, imagine how well you would do if you would type with all your fingers. And I'm just like, this is what I've been doing since, yeah, second, third grade. I'm very proficient at it. Like I'm, I'm good with these guys. <laughs> um, and so that was, that was, it's always like a fun memory that I remember going through, going through computing, but that was also, it was also around that time, um, around sixth grade or so when I started actually getting into, um, I guess programming because I, I, that's when I picked up PHP. Um, still keeping on with like the 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 website theme. Um, I was just trying to trying to do more, and PHP was definitely my my gateway to that. Um, <laughs> I, I remember trying trying to write it, and I would type in like an if statement of like just if if true, you know, print out this thing, and you would you hit save, and you'd open it up, and it would be like if true this print out this thing like that's no it's supposed to like if it's supposed to print out that thing and just I, I didn't understand the concept of like server-side rendering and it was just like i just could not get this thing to work and i'm driving me bananas and um again as i said before like my, my brother's into this so luckily he actually had a uh you know the web hosting business and so he actually created me in a, an account and so i just used that to, to upload all my all my php stuff but that was the other kind of uh, frustrating moment, but once I got that and like we started getting into actual programming and if statements and logic, again, just mind blown. Like now it's no longer static sites. Now we're talking like actual logic, actual programming. I feel like your brother's your dealer, dude. Kind of. I mean, yeah, he is <laughs> kind of almost like I'm going to get this kid in trouble one way or another. I'm setting him up for disaster because oh, now God. you got it's real web hosting. That means you now have a domain. You now have, you're in sixth grade, John. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a, that's such a good comparison because it's again I will never forget. Like I don't even know how it happened. It's almost just like it did, and he was just always in the back. He was an enabler. Yeah, he was just always pushing me along and just giving me opportunities. Like oh, I really want to do this, and then just came out like a fairy and just oh here you go. Here's free hosting. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely took over my my life at that point. I mean, we're I mean, we're talking build, build, build. We're talking like printing out PHP tutorials like, on paper and bringing them to class with a highlighter and writing PHP code on blank pieces of paper and then trying to like figure out like would this actually compile? Because I'm just in one of those individuals grade. where in sixth grade. Because I'm one of those people where I get an idea in my head. I'm just like, I'm so I'm here thinking in, in class, like they're talking about government, they're talking about civics, whatever you learn in sixth grade. And I'm just like, 
would that work? And I'm just, no, I just write it down, write it down, write it down. And then, and then I go home and see if it actually works or not. Were you into anything else at this point? Were you playing sports? I know Michigan's got, well, you got all year round sports. So nothing sports, nothing yeah. music, nothing else? All, all of that. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, no, I am slash less so now, but uh, very, very into music. My, uh, my dad is actually a very, very good uh, bassist upright bass bass guitar uh, i've done a lot of jazz bands um i was in a band with him in actually i, went to, I actually went to africa with him in the fifth grade um to, to go on a, a band tour um I, I didn't get the opportunity to play the drums because they had a drummer but i was doing the maracas i was doing the tamarines um yeah went to went to spain and africa on a, on a tour with him um tangentially because I, I love this story as well um when we coming back from morocco back to Spain we after we all got off the bus we got a, a message from the bus driver who was like okay you know, now that you're all off apparently there were like stowaways under our bus they had like hooked on themselves onto the axle like taking the ferry from Morocco back to Spain I, I, I love that story as well <laughs> um, but yeah definitely definitely did did the music so I uh, played the drums and then also uh, avid hockey player less so with the with the pandemic but I've I've played hockey since I don't remember when I started like elementary school at some point but you kind of have to in Michigan. So all of these activities are time consuming, right? I, I imagine you're, if you you're playing hockey in a league, so you have practices, you've got those games, you're you're doing music that takes time to practice. And then you're also fitting in any other ounce of, of brain power into writing these websites. What are the what is your Dude. first PHP website doing? Is it still just content based, or was there something uh, like special that you finally were able to do that you couldn't do before? Oh, 100%. So, um, the first one I can't really recall, but the um, what 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 I really used it for early early on was. I was also and still am a very avid gamer, and so back in the day, uh, there, was, there was a game called Uniball, where it's, it's space age hockey. Imagine you're playing hockey, but it's spaceships, and it was actually—I'm just gonna say—it was ahead of its time. Like they had they had leagues where you could compete against each other. They had squads where you could make teams. Um, they had a fantasy league where you could draft players, and we would we'd hop on Ventrilo and we would do um, like drafts for it. And um, I, I made a, a laddering system for, for Uniball. Uh, so with all that's in PHP where you could like report your games and you would calculate all the chess scores. Um, I did a uh, the Uniball Fantasy League, which was effectively that where you'd have the reporting system, a drafting system, um, a fantasy points system, um, all of those in, in PHP and, and, and on the web. So a lot of my PHP development was for leagues in supporting that game okay but that's what seventh eighth grade you're still talking no yeah this would have been yeah this would have been around there yeah like sixth seventh eighth grade or so john i'm not even thinking about fantasy sports the sixth seventh eighth grade <laughs> and all that stuff <laughs> I, I i this is this is mind-blowing to me but i mean this is some of this is really ahead of its time in terms of even the data and the stats that you're collecting. Oh yeah, and don't get like the, the the code was like probably in, I just, we'll, we'll just say that it was it was atrocious, um, and, and a lot of and you'll get a lot of the logic. Don't don't get me wrong. I was probably googling or AltaVistaing 
calculate chess score. Like, I'm not, I'm not the one solving that. I'm just doing a bunch of if statements of, like, hey, a report came in, run this chess score thing. Does your school in 7th, 8th, or even getting into high school, is that, are they offering computer classes at all at some point? So aside from the, the typing one, the first computer class that I actually remember having was was 8th grade. Uh, it was called Tech Lab. And that was... Yeah, it was a pretty boring class. I mean, it's just because of you know, about the things that I've already done. We, um, you know, the assignments are learning how to create folders. They're learning how to Google. They're learning how to use Quark Express, which I think was some like publishing thing. Um, very, very basic stuff at you, this point. You must have been going out of your mind in that class, right? Uh, I was, and so <laughs> a funny, funny story. My um. So, I mean, yeah, I, I told my mom, like, hey, well, I had this class called Tech Lab. And it, she, I mean, she knew at this point I was doing the whole computer thing. And to what degree? Probably, probably not that well. But she actually went to the school. She, she told them, like, hey, you know, hey, my son John, um, he's, he's, you know, a little bit more advanced. Like, he needs to be entertained. Yeah, this, that, and the other thing. If you don't, like, something's going to happen. I don't need to tell that last <laughs> part. But um, that's, that's more or less what did happen so i have to like i have to preface like you know i i i, I am a, i feel like i'm a good person um but I, I did get bored and you know i went through a little bit of a rebellious phase right so how to say this the statue of limitation is over john the statue of limitation i know is right okay. so i, I <laughs> what happened I mean, yeah, I'm not joking. Like, it's folders. It's folders. It's Google searching. And so, like, I I put a program on one of the on one of the students' computer on one of the computers on the lab. Um, it was effectively like like a Trojan hose Trojan horse virus type deal where you could install it and then you, you could control it remotely, and you could do things like you could like flip the screen upside down. You get like dumps of of the key logs. You could you pretty much you could log them out. You could you could do whatever, right? And so. And one of those would have gotten away with it too, but here I am, you know, a genius. Um, one of uh, my friend and I, who's also very into computers, we we wrote our own little one to one cipher, silly language. Like an A was a character, a B was a character. Very simple stuff. We actually got pretty good at writing it. And I remember basically admitting everything on that piece of paper. <laughs> and like I left it in, I left it in band camp one day or band class one day. And I think like a week later, I just got a call like, John, come down to the principal's office. I'm like, okay, I never get in trouble. I'm, I'm a goody two shoes, a B student. Um, and yeah, they, they sit me down and saying like, son, this is a major infraction. I'm like, what did I do? It's like, what did you know about this? Like, oh, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> how did they know you had written it? That's a great question, Bill. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how they knew it was me. Maybe handwriting or maybe I put Nick's name in there or something. I don't know. That, that, that's a great question. But it was encoded. So they also decoded this message? Uh, yeah, yes. They did, they did decode it. I, mean, I remember getting it back and, like, the message was decoded with like, the letters on top of it. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, you figure out, oh, the E is the most common letter. So there you go. I mean, it was pff, congrats to them. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much admitted to everything and yeah, they, they suspended me for, for three days. I think it was. Wow. And then they had to clean the computers up. Yeah. Yeah. Or they ask you to clean them up. Uh, no, they did. I'm yeah, they, they definitely did. 
Um, I remembered like them like really drilling me like we need to know everything you did. Like ever, you tell us everything. I'm just, like, I just installed this program. I don't, I don't know. And they were like freaking out about like this is really bad because you could have gotten the the teacher's credit card information and this that, and the other thing. It's like I guess, but I'm just I was so bored. I was so bored. What did your parents say? Did you get in trouble for these three days? Or they laughed at uh, What would your brother say? Your brother must have been laughing. He, oh, yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, fist bump. Um, my, my, they were, it was, it was, it was weird. Like, they, it was, it was that, like, we can't fault you. You know, we're disappointed in you, but we can't fault you. Because as I said before, like, my mom, she did go to the school. Like, she told them, like, you need to do something. So if, I think she was just more like, it was bound to happen, you know, be a better person. Nobody got but no, no one got hurt. I think we, I think we went to Wisconsin to go look for a car just cause like it was, it was nothing. It was just, it was a three day vacation, if you will. You were never allowed in the lab again after that, right? <laughs> the complete opposite, the complete opposite. So yeah, so like that was, that was eighth grade. And I remember, um, so high school was, that was actually really good. So like ninth grade for us, it was high school. Um, I remember things definitely got a lot better in that regard. Like the, the teacher wasn't like as, as good, but still, you know, he was very, very receptive to, to my needs as a student. Um, and I, I definitely got the talk of like, do you promise to use your powers for good? <laughs> um, like, yeah, yeah, sure. And, um, but yeah, beyond that, they gave me opportunities for for independent study. Uh, they gave me opportunities to um, like I, I rewrote the the district website for the school. Um, it's, it's no longer there, but if you go to Wayback Machine, it'll say like created 2004 John Reese, um, which I always thought was was pretty cool. But high school definitely opened up a lot more opportunities, um, and my past sins were were forgiven. Let's talk about high school here because you're. I'm going to imagine you're still playing hockey pretty yep. hardcore your music is still happening what kinds of things are you programming in high school at this point i mean you've done the website thing what year are we talking what year did you graduate high school graduated high school 2007 007 all right 2007 okay so actually a question i do have is as you're progressing through high school what are you now thinking about as your next steps? Do you have a job? Are you, are you even working in high school? What are you thinking about after high school? So, so I did, I did have, so I did have a job in, in high school. Uh, it was a, it was a summer job actually working, working it for the school, which again was hilarious given my, my previous, uh, event. Um, that job was effectively working under the, this, the IT guy, the systems admin, kind of, kind of boring stuff. It was a lot of building, building computers, um, putting all the computers together in the lab, wiring all the computers in the lab, pushing updates. I remember using like Norton ghost to push a, push a bunch of images to, to all the computers, um, debugging issues that would happen. So, so while it wasn't like the most, um, exciting work and it wasn't programming, it's I still really, I'm glad I had that experience because you, you just have to, you learn a lot of things and you learn how to troubleshoot because you turn a computer, you get an error code. Sometimes they blue screen. And so you're learning just how to troubleshoot a wide number of issues. And we're talking hundreds of computers, hundreds of different issues. Um, it was a great experience. I think that one paid like 10 an hour, which is pretty good for, for a high school student. Um, over the oh, summer. Yeah, that's good. 2007. I mean, that's not, that's not yeah. bad. No. So 
What are you thinking as you're progressing through high school? Are you thinking university? Are you thinking I have enough skill to just get a job? Are you thinking hockey and music? Like what's um, what's going on as you're getting older and graduating? So so I definitely had so like growing up that the, the dreams were definitely professional hockey player or or computer science. Um, the, the, the hockey thing, like that's just that's just never gonna happen. I'm being real with myself. Like it was, it was definitely a hobby. Never gonna be that good. So we're thinking, we're, we're definitely thinking computer science. Um, and at, at that point in my life, I was definitely thinking college 100%. In hindsight, I don't know if it was the right decision or not. I mean, I I always think that all the decisions that we made up until this point. They, they made us who we are, so for right or wrong, they were the right ones. But I was definitely thinking have to go to college because that's just that's the formula for for success and professionalism. You, you go to college for four years, you, you get your bachelor's, and then you get a job. You can't get a job without a bachelor's. So, I yeah, I went, um, and that was kind of always the plan to go. So music is really really a hobby music is not at all on your on your list no no that's fair and you still play you still play the drums today right i mean or uh, i could get you on stage and you'd, you'd be able to hold your own oh uh, it's uh, if it's like riding a bike yes i have not played the drums in years um did a lot of uh, apartment living and again i'm very self-conscious of of other people so I, i'm not bringing a drum set into into an apartment complex like it would just it would i could not do it i'd, I'd have like a enormous amount of anxiety that I'm like annoying people. So I have not played a drum set in forever. Did you ever see the movie The Adventures of Power? You gotta no. watch this movie, dude, because it's all about air drumming. And I think in an apartment <laughs> you could have learned how to air drum. No, Adventures <sighs> of Power. You gotta watch this movie, dude. You're gonna laugh, especially you as a drummer. You're gonna laugh, right? Like in the I'll movie, w- they're I'll like, anybody, anybody can hit, you know, the drum. But, you know, they bang on the essence of life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well, yeah, so I would definitely have to give it a watch. You got to watch that movie. All right. So I'm assuming that you decide to go to a four-year university for computer science, right? Wrong? Yes. Um, computer science. Yeah. Talk to me about the, uh, the degree there. Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it what you wanted? What, what did you figure out at university as relates to the degree it was definitely i would say it was definitely easy easy to start so uh there was there was the typical intro to computer science class that i always give you um you could actually test up into like advanced uh intro to computer science something like that and so i did test into that um but even then it was it was still the same kind of deal of like if statements and loops and that was all that was all based in based in java and that's a lot of how the first couple of years went, more or less. And then there was all the other general education courses that like did just destroy me because I, I'll I'll say I was very very good in the computer science aspect, but everything else was very like hard to focus on because it was just I I didn't care that much. I cared about the grade and doing well, but the content itself it just it didn't excite me. So it was very hard hard to get through those classes. Um, the one class that I remember just getting destroyed in in college was definitely data structures. 
Um, admittedly, I think I took that class like two and a half times. Um, half coming from, I just like, I'm not doing this. And I, I, I dropped out the, the first time. And then I took it once and I took it another time. Um, cause that class was, was ridiculous for me. Why do you think that was? Because you were being really productive up in, from an early age. You're being really productive. Oh, yeah. You're building websites. I imagine you haven't stopped even in university building websites or something, right? I mean, I, I imagine Correct. you're still doing crazy stuff, right? So you were really productive. You were very practical. You knew how to integrate. You knew how to solve problems. What, why do you think the data structures were? Was it just too abstract or? Um, so I, th I actually, I think for me, the, the best way to, to explain it would be um, how, how you often, or at least I learned from you, uh, like engineering versus programming. Like up until this point, I've just been programming, right? It's, it's, I, don't, I, I knew about arrays, I knew about linked lists, I knew about all these concepts, but I never really, I never built any of them. I never cared about timings. I never cared about performance. I just, I knew how to program. I knew how to get the thing to work. But then come data structures and they're like, well, now you actually have to like build a linked list. You actually care about performance. You have to know that when you add a node to a linked list, it's constant time. But if you're searching through a linked list, it's order end time. If you're using an array, uh, it's order end for this and log end for heaps. And it's just all this math and all this stuff you actually have to, to learn to actually, uh, to prepare yourself to actually engineer about problems, um, that it was kind of like a wake up call of, okay, well, yeah, this is actually, this can actually be some, some difficult stuff. So I was finally having, you know, a professor, I was having a established institution, like enforcing and double checking my work. Um, because they cared, they cared that the program worked, but they also cared, was it done correctly? I feel like was the, the biggest eye opener for me. And at the time, were you kind of dismissive with this? Like, why do I have to learn this? And is it different for you now? Or so I think, I mean, I was, it was definitely, it was, I was interested in it. I don't think I consider it to be, to be useless, at least like a, like a data structures class. Cause I, I did see the value. There were some aspects of it that I didn't like, um, you know, like the, the, all the trees, the red, blue, red, red, black trees, and a lot of the more advanced stuff. Um, same with picking out like merge sorts and heap sorts and bubble sorts, like even back then you could just copy paste the sort. I don't need to, to memorize that, that stuff. Um, knowing when to use them is important, but actually implementing them from scratch. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of, um, which was more or less the harder part, like actually implementing the structures versus using them. What other things are you interested in the university? Are you still playing hockey? intramural or even for the university at the time yeah yeah Co uh, college um was so yeah i was still still did intramural hockey um was in it was in a hockey league over there joined joined the pet band which is actually a phenomenal experience they they call it it's, it's not a marching band it's called a scramble band we the, the uniform was uh, a, a crazy hat you had to have a hat it could be anything you wanted mine was a fire hat a fireman's hat they gave you uh, yellow and black overalls, and um, we it was just the pep band. We would play with the hockey games, the the, the women's basketball game, any sport that they had. Uh, we were there for it, and that was kind of my um, my outlet for for music. And then later on in the in university, I also joined joined the jazz band, which all those counted for the, my physical education credit. So I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that means you're able to read music. Like, uh, yeah. 
to me, it's a little bit more than a hobby. Like, I mean, you're a musician. You can read music. You're playing in these bands. You're, that still took time and practice and all of that. Oh, yeah. Outside of your studies, like, what was a website or something that you remember you built for personal while in university? Because you were doing a lot of that before university, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. A w- website for always for me were definitely a, an amazing creative outlet because you could just publish it and give it to someone. Like you didn't have to, there was no binary involved. There was, they were just so versatile and they were, for me, they were, it was a great medium to, to, to give to individuals. Um, the, for, for websites it's a lot of it was the, the stuff I was talking about before with like all the all the leagues like that that took a lot of my time because i i played that game for forever um like beyond that i i also did a lot of just um coding in world of warcraft actually another game um where i would do i did a lot of like raid add-ons um published a lot of lua there did a lot of a lot of other work but um, I can't really think of any like websites in particular outside of the ones I've already listed. You're about to graduate university. You're about to get this degree. We are now talking, I guess we're talking, what, 2000 and... Well, you finished high school, you graduated high school 2007. So are, Correct, are yeah. we... Yeah, so we're graduating university then around 2011, 2012? Yes. Okay. And as you're about to graduate apparently you didn't get in any trouble in university i guess you got it all out of your system in middle school and high school so i i have to i have to say this is another like at least for me funny story i'm like i'm using this like to like profess all my all my sins so so (laughs) so so one thing that 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 did that did happen um was i i i I took french in college um i I don't really know why it wasn't a requirement it's just something i just like eh, i'll try something new and here I am, right? I'm sitting in class one day, and I realize that every so often the the teacher's computer makes a noise. And I'm like, well, that's interesting to me because you know, I, I get distracted easily. And I piece together that it's actually when she gets an email. And Bill, I don't know why, I decide that that day I, I go home, I go back to my dorm, and I wrote a program that that would send her an email every five minutes from time lady at time.gov <laughs> during class or just and i general. schedule it no i schedule it during <laughs> class bill and so <laughs> and so class starts right and on the dot it's just every five minutes ding, ding. the time is everybody now hears 12 this or do you think you just oh, hear it? Oh, I mean, it's 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 in the class. I mean, so unless for you were somehow filtering it out, like you heard it. I mean, twelve o five, twelve ten, twelve fifteen, <laughs> ding ding ding. Um, <laughs> and you you're wishing you had done it every minute. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I, I could have done it sooner, but I was trying to make it a bit more like believable and just like I, I don't want her to like run over and fix it. Like I want to see like how long I could get it to go for. Because um, the first couple of times, it was just like, you know, you're getting an email. But after a while, she was like, okay, and just kind of like turned it off. It was like 30 minutes in. How great would it have been, even not today, you could have just been in the classroom changing frequencies around, right? Just yeah, that's like a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so tell me about now you're about to graduate university, right? And now I guess you're yeah. thinking it's time to get a job. So 
Yeah. What are your choices? What do you want to do at that point as you're getting out of university? So, so my, my choices, I was definitely along the, the lines of something to do with, with web development. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I was most comfortable with from talking to you. I mean, that, that's what I've been doing forever. So I'm, I'm, I'm Googling, I'm monster.coming, I'm whatever websites are out there to, to find job. I just throw my, throw my resume out there to, to, to whatever really finds, uh, whatever sounds interesting. I wasn't really beholden to any one location. Um, I knew that I didn't really, I could live in California. I could go back to Michigan. I didn't really care. I was just kind of looking for any opportunity out there that would, that would take me. Um, I was, I was new to the world of job hunting, professional job hunting. So I don't know really what to expect. Yeah. Except you had a six page resume, right? You had a six page <laughs> resume that started when you were <laughs> in sixth grade. I should have done your uh, resume for you, man. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. If, if I would have known you back then, I totally, I totally would have, would have had you do it. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I actually, I did find, um, I actually did find a, a job eventually someone, someone who would take me in and, and to your point about resume, I, I will never forget. I actually used a lot of what I learned, um, in like my, my Uniball days during the, uh, the interview itself. It was, it was a whiteboard. So sorry. Um, I, I decided to go with, with Plex. They're, uh, they're, a, SaaS manufacturing company, so they're, they're they are a website, and they're responsible for manufact uh, handling all the day to day operations for for a manufacturing company. So accounting, finances, shipping, creating parts. Um, they were the company I decided to go with because they're uh, they had a YouTube video where they showcased like the ping pong tables, and they had like a kitchen with free snacks. I mean, it was like it was like Google in Michigan. So I'm like, we're doing it. Um, they also they also uh, offered me more than what I asked for. Like I, I remember, like the the head tech guy, um, I, he asked how much you want to make. I'm like, I don't know, like sixty. That sounds about right from what I've googled. Like, no, no, we're giving you eighty. You start tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm like, so I, I was like sold for life. Like this, this is this is definitely the company. Like we're doing this. Um, and during the interview process though, yeah, I, I used a lot of what I had learned, um, through all those. I mean, they, they asked me like SQL questions, like, well, I even said out loud, well, this is how we did it in Uniball. And we talked about like the, the relationships between like books and authors and linking things together and foreign keys and creating tables. And, um, I did my whole, uh, whiteboard in PHP with, um, it was, I think it was actually FizzBuzz like 11 years ago, just did all that in PHP. Um, and yeah, I, 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 from my opinion, yeah, I didn't really learn much of that in college. You know, I learned all, all the timings, but all that knowledge that I applied in that interview, I don't think much, if any, was attributed to my college experience. It was all my freelancing experience. You had already a decade of experience building things and getting them out there, right? Yeah. And that helped. But I'm, I, I'd put money on it. They must have sure they asked you a handful if not more academic types of questions you were able to answer as well the university probably got you well really well rounded by the time you started interviewing it's quite possible yeah and there's for me I mean, there's yeah there are so many things that you don't really know how you came to that answer or where that knowledge came from i mean one of the benefits of college is to round you as an individual so yeah, there's, there's definitely some some aspects and practices and problems that that I leaned on that I just it just isn't immediately obvious to me. 
So you're starting this job then in what, 2012? Uh, yeah, so, yeah 2000, 2011, because I graduated 2011, and then three mo- it took me three months to find that and get that. And how long were you with this company? I was at Plex for nine and a half years. That's uh, amazing to me, right? You, you were basically there for a decade. Tell me about that, because that is ridiculously rare to find in the industry today. I have, um, I have what heard was that. It that. What was it that kept you there so long? Did you just feel really challenged? Were you just, like, what was it, do you think? And what did you do over those 10 years to keep you interested in, in staying there? Sure. So it was definitely, so I mean, it started, it started off great. I mean, we're at that point, first, first professional job and everything is brand new. Like, I don't know anything about like data replication, like different database servers and connecting to different databases and just the complexities that go into those types of systems. It's always been programming assignments or just very, very small systems. So starting off, it was very, very challenging. Um, as, as time went on, it got a little bit, a little bit easier. And I, I did feel like the, the pace in which the, the technology wasn't necessarily keeping up with my interests, but I did stick around for a very, very long time just because of the culture. Um, even when I'm looking for, when considering looking for new places, like culture for me has to be, has to be number one. The people have to be number one because those for me are what really make or break an environment. If you go to a company A versus company B, Go is always the same. PHP is always the same. It's the people that, that really make it. Um, and I, I, grew, I made a lot of really great friends there. Uh, I, I still, I still talk to them. Um, they were very, it was, it was a great, it was a great, great place to work, but at some point you, you do just kind of outgrow it. Um, to talk about your, your other point about what did I do to keep myself entertained? A lot of it was, was open source. Um, I found a a happy place there where I, I could have, uh, a lot of great, great friendships at, at Plex, you know, kind of just do my job, do what was expected but also working a lot of other different problems and technologies, different languages. And for me, open source is what really kept me engaged and kind of kind of kept me there. I didn't really think I had to go anywhere because I didn't really feel like I was missing out on anything because I had the open source. It seems to me prior to this job, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I get this impression yeah. that you are, you can become very restless um, if you're not being challenged all the time. If you're not staying, if something's not getting you to focus, you become restless and then you start to have fun, right? Oh, yeah. What is that? 100%. Right. And Nailed it. It's surprising to me that you stay in this one place for 10 years with that sort of personality trait. No, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't. In hindsight, I probably I probably should have left earlier, but there's also a part of me where you know it, it, there's there's a loyalty aspect of it. Like I I want to make sure that I've exhausted all possible avenues. Um, I, I I don't like to just hop from from place to place. You know, I do it for 
Um, I don't do it for the money. You know, I do it, do it for the people. You know, there was a loyalty aspect and, you know, I, I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, individuals nowadays will, you know, it's, like it's, if you find a better opportunity for compensation, just, just go and take it. You know, you don't owe anything to your, to your work, which I fully understand that that argument, but I just really, really wanted to make sure that I did exhaust all, all possible avenues, um, which is more or less kind of why I stayed. But where do you think that comes from? Because I mean, university, you were done in four years. There's a time limit on that. High school, yeah. there's a time limit on that. Uh, sports, there's a time limit on that, <laughs> right? Like, this yeah. is the first thing in your life that didn't have a, didn't have a clock. And you stayed oh. for 10 years, you know? And now you're telling me that you want to exhaust every single path before you feel like it's time to move. Where does that come from? And I almost feel like this is the first real test of that kind of personality trait no yeah that's actually a really that's a really interesting perspective i never really thought of it that way where everything else was time box i was never put in the time box in this um yeah i mean i think i mean a, a lot of it and there's I mean, don't get me wrong there's definitely some just innate fear there where like it's there's a, there's a it's some comfort there where I know that there's a paycheck coming. I, I know like I'm never gonna get let go. I'm doing very well there. Um, and all my, all my friends are there. It's, it's, a very, it's a very safe place. And I know I battled back and forth of like, do I, do I, I need to just become unsafe? I need to step out of my, my comfort zone. Um, and it, just, it took me a while to kind of to kind of learn that. So that was definitely, you know, that was definitely holding me, me back as well. And I do know that looking back where I, I probably should have, but I was afraid to to step out of that comfort zone. And you're you're married, right? How long have you been married? You got married while you were in that job. I'm not married, Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> apologize. For I have that. a no. Sorry. I have a girlfriend, but um, no, not not yet married. Of uh, four years. Okay. Okay. So she has she has asked though, Bill. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have any recordings of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast, different day. Uh, I, the reason I ask, John, is because sometimes um, what happens is you're married and you have kids and the stability of a job ends up outweighing um, your love for it, let's just say, right? Because you yeah. have that level of responsibility here. Um, but tell me if I'm wrong. I don't sense that, right? I mean, yes, you have a long-term girlfriend, but it's not because you've got mouths to feed or you've got a financial situation you just really loved being there i think you loved being around the people yeah i mean yeah to your, to your earlier, earlier point to me as yeah, she is was like like very supportive of all my decisions it was it was never like a it was never a feeling of trapped like of based on my current predicament it it was it was comfort it was it was knowing everybody and i was being challenged through through the open source um, if open source didn't exist, then it might have been a catalyst to get out there. Because yes, I, I will get M get very restless if I don't have anything challenging me. But I found I found other outlets to do that, and I'll be the first person to to admit that I've I've said multiple times over my career there at, at Plex that the the work wasn't the greatest. You know, I stayed for the people. Um, open source is and was always my my happy place. I always felt happiest working on open source work, not the work that I was doing. Um, 
And I mean, it did, and it did get better. I mean, towards towards the end, I mean, we we did make a push towards towards the the end of my career there to to move into like microservices and Kubernetes and Terraform. And so the last few years were, you know, it, it kind of picked up again. So there, there was a breath of fresh air towards towards the tail end. So I am sure there are other people listening to this who um, are following the same path. So it, what's really interesting to me is what finally allowed you to move on to the next job after 10 years like you that must have been like pulling teeth a little bit inside your head to to do that right oh yeah it was i mean again even like candidly i mean i, I mean i remember like like man tears crying to my manager like i i had known him for for four years at this point i'm just telling him like i i have to go like there's just this this company is moving in a direction that I just I don't see myself being at. Um, I've been here forever. Like now is just the time. Um, and it was a very it was a very hard it was a very hard talk. Um, I mean, he I remember he it called me like the the following Saturday because it, it was on a it was on a Friday, and he was he was very supportive. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know if there was any one moment. It was just it was a lot of little moments. Um, a lot of management there had become incredibly top heavy um, and they were making a lot of technical decisions that I didn't feel like were, were beneficial to the company. Um, engineers were having less and less power. So I felt like I could make less and less of an impact. And that eventually it just became so, our impact was so minimal that I just, I had to go. Um, it was kind of like the, 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 the last straw. Um, I think it was like when they had like taught, they had made made a decision of like they were going to change our whole like development process and not a single engineer was consulted and I was just like okay like we're we're done. So, how long was it from the time you you put your first resume out there to the time you got the next job? Did you think this was going to take you six months and it and it didn't? I, I I'm I'm really curious. Some of the fears you had going in, right? What, what were some of the fears you had going in? And, and like, what kind of research did you do yeah. f- before you did that, sent your first resume out? So, so the top of my list, I mean, def- fears were definitely, I mean, in- imposter syndrome, like, like bar none. I mean, we're talking, to your point, I, I did not realize that it was very common to, to have shorter tenures, especially like out in like the Bay Area. And so I'm thinking, crap, like, am I... Did I stay in the in the same place too long? And how how actually good is everyone else? And like, could I ever could I ever amount to that? Um, so there's definitely some concerns of just not not knowing all the the latest and greatest tech. Um, but the only for me it was like I, I got to just throw it out there. It's just an interview. Um, it's not really you're you're failing. You're just kind of trying to see what's out there. Um, so that, that's a lot of how, how it started. I just, I put a lot of, um, resumes out there to a few places that, that sounded interesting. Um, and surprisingly, I, at least to me initially, uh, yeah, I got a lot of callbacks and went through a few interview processes. Um, and they were all going really well, which gave me a lot of confidence to kind of just keep trying like, okay, maybe there is something, something to this and maybe, um, stay, staying at that, that one place wasn't that big of a deal, but it was it was definitely a confidence booster just to 
yeah, put yourself out there. And the job you have now is that next job, or you had something in between? No, yeah, it's the the one that I have now at Ubico is uh, was that was that next job, and um, that was actually I attribute we'll just say all of that to to open source um, uh, during during my time during my time at Plex. Uh, I actually wrote a tool uh, called called Constraint that you know, makes management of your policies a lot easier. And one of the employees that that I, I work with now at this current company was a, was a user of that. And I uh, I really really liked working with him. Um, he was he effectively became a maintainer. We would talk about problems on Slack, and he became a really good friend. And just you know, one day I just kind of asked him, like, hey, I'm kind of looking right now. Like, do you, do you like Ubico? Because, um, you know, I'm very culture-focused. Like, do you like the people there? Would you, would you recommend working here? And he said, like, hell yeah. So I put my resume in um, and then went through the interview process, and, and here we are. And so now I'm actually working with him in an official capacity. How do you feel about the change you made right now? In other words... Do you feel now that you've been there how long now? A year? Been there a year? A year or so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nine, ten now, that you, now that you have a, let's just say a year under your belt, what are your thoughts about that right move, wrong move, should have done it earlier, and now it was perfect timing? So it's, for me, I've, I've asked myself this question a lot. For me, it's it's tough to say because I learned so much about what I do now in the last few years at Plex. Like, as I mentioned before, like we, we just, Plex just started getting into like microservices and Go and Terraform towards the tail end. Um, I, I have no regrets about, about leaving. It definitely was the right move. Um, but I don't know if I would have had the skill sets to leave earlier. It's possible, but through my interview process and through what I do now, I learned my last few years there. So the timing feels about right because it gave me the skill sets that I needed or I felt like I needed to to succeed. But definitely, like, like no regrets. It was, it was the right call to go. Is this company also based in Michigan? They are so they're, they're they have two offices. I guess like three technically um, in uh, Seattle, San Francisco, and, and actually Sweden. Um, okay. So there's a few offices around the world. Created in in Sweden, like it was the, the our, our our founder is Swedish. Do you know if and and this is going to be a remote position for you going forward? They're not going to ask you to move or nothing like that. So actually, I mean, when I was when I got hired on, like the the expectation was that it, it would be um, like brick and mortar, like you would actually have to go into the office, but they weren't pushing that because because pandemic. Um, but actually, as of late, I think the the decree is more or less. It is going to be remote if you if you want to. I don't think they're. Um, I think they've decided to to allow in, individuals, developers, um, if you're able to work from home, just just do it. So yeah, for the for, for the foreseeable future, it is a remote position. So a couple things here as we we round off uh, our hour here. Are you what are, what are you doing on the side now to keep yourself busy and out of trouble? Because <laughs> You have to stay busy, John, or, or you have to be calling me for bail. I'm going to get a phone call from John. He's like, Bill. <laughs> so what are you doing? You to, probably to, would be one of the first people I would call Bill. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I mean, again, I, yeah, I have to stay busy. I've, I've kind of learned that. I, I do get, I get bored. Um, I, I'm doing a lot of open source. Me, in my little intro, it's, it's, uh, a lot of open policy agent contest policy 
um, try to find anything I can to, to do in the open source. I, I submit to every conference that I can for, for call for papers. So I spend a lot of my time designing presentations, doing PowerPoint. So I do have a, a creative side. So I love, I love making PowerPoints. Um, that's kind of my, 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 my biggest one, uh, my, my biggest endeavor currently right now is, uh, yeah, it's just more open source work, I guess. <laughs> Have you done any talks? Have you been sharing any of this? Is that something you're even interested in doing? Oh yeah, I've um I've given um so I mean I've given talks at, uh, at my previous company internally, but I've also I've given a talk at um at a uh, Codemash. I spoke the past two years at the Cloud Native Security Day on on policy at KubeCon. Um, so those are all those are all on YouTube. But any any opportunity that that I get accepted for, um, and, and I would I love it because um, it's just it's my opportunity to be able to kind of to kind of give back because I, I do like mentoring, I do like teaching, kind of sharing sharing my experiences, and it just gives me kind of an opportunity to to really like focus and think through everything that I've learned and, and share that and, and connect with individuals. Like I, I really do miss all the conferences. What is it about policy that? you keep kind of getting pulled in that direction that the open source that got you this job was around policy. You just mentioned policy talks. What is it about computing and policy that's interesting to you? So it's, it's kind of like a happenstance of how I even got sucked into that world. So I'm, I'm very into, I'm very into testing, um, code quality, just making things work. Cause I love refactoring and you can only do that if you have tests and so when I was learning how to, to write like services for Kubernetes and configure Kubernetes, I'm like, how do I test this thing? And there was a talk that, that Gareth gave, who's like the creator of ComTest, called Unit Testing Kubernetes. And like, that's my jam. So I watched it and he presented ComTest. And I was just like blown away. I remember like spam typing to my friend, like this is exactly what I'm looking for. Like I've always wanted to know like how can we test our configurations because it's such, it's, Kubernetes configurations are so hard to work with. Like we're, we're getting better at it, but it's so hard. And so I'm like, I need to, to, to learn this tool and I just, I told Gareth like, hey, I really wanna work on this. And so I just divulged a lot of time learning how to use that tool. Come to find out it's backed by, by OPA. It's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's really just a user-friendly experience when using open policy agent. So you, you write configurations in, in Rego um, for, for your data, you put it through ComTest and it gives you a nice little pass fail based on based on that data and it applies to like anything yaml json q you name it um if there's a configuration for it like opa will support it okay interesting so it was yeah, that engineering drive to be able to make sure you had tests so you could do the rest of the engineering work that you wanted to do oh yeah because yeah because without like a tool life contest i mean you're saying the only way to make sure that your deployment works or your service works was actually deploy it to a cluster which is an insanely long feedback loop you have to deploy it and delete it and tear it down contest like just made it so you could you could do it you know it's like unit testing it was my mind was just blown like we're i'm all in you had me at, at unit testing kubernetes uh, we'll make sure this gets into the show notes so people can have access to that. 
All right, we're 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 at the very end. So, John, this is this is what I'm going to say is for your girlfriend, okay? Not for you. It's for your girlfriend, okay? Now we've learned that if you want John to make a decision, you got to put him in a time box. That's all I'm saying. Time that's, box. That's true. John. Okay, so I'm going to send her for Christmas a little like clock. <laughs> like she's going to and you're going to be in that time box, John, and that's it. That's true. <laughs> Poor hey, John. That, what is it? That's a, <laughs> That's um, that's uh, Parkinson's law, right? Like <laughs> developers will use all the time that, that they're given. So it's true. We got to get you. In a t- all right, John, let everybody know <laughs> how they can um, reach out and talk to you if they have any questions after listening or they want to n- m- know more about what you're doing with the policy stuff and te- like all these things. How can somebody yeah, yeah. reach out and talk to you? So, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, first and foremost, um, yeah, please do reach out to me again. I, I love helping people would love to help you in any way. Um, my, my contacts, uh, Twitter, uh, John P Reese, uh, with the at symbol. Um, and then like, I'm also on LinkedIn. If you want to send me a message, I've gotten messages there as well. Email John at Reese.dev really any means that's convenient for, for you. Um, I will, I look at all those mediums and I would love to help out. Brilliant. All right, John. Well, Thank you for spending an hour talking with us. The story was fascinating. Uh, we learned a lot about John. John now is going to go to therapy for – no. <laughs> we, we, just share this with your therapist before you go. No. <laughs> it's all funny. Good. Anyway, John, thank you so much for, for talking to us for the last hour. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So this is Bill Kennedy signing off with the Arden Labs podcast.